0: Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaks, including... Brent. Tom. Travis. Travis. And tonight we watched a special pick. It was Tom's Night at the Movies. And what did you pick for us tonight, Tom?
2: I picked The Warriors. Sweet.
1: What can you tell us a little bit about it?
2: Uh, It's a movie from 1979. Um, We actually watched the Ultimate Director's Cut version of the movie, which is a re-released version of the movie that came out, I want to say somewhere in the... 2000s. So it was like 2005. Yeah, 2005. Um, and they they added a few things to it, but it's uh, kind of a movie that's set in like the almost like splatter punk era, and it's it's about a bunch of gangs in New York, uh, and it follows a group of, uh, of a group uh, one one particular group of gang called the Warriors. They go to a um, a meeting a man named Cyrus is he's gathering all the gangs of New York together to explain a plan so each each gang sends a delegate of nine people no weapons uh to meet to gather in peace and he ha- uh Cyrus has this awesome like empowering speech
1: can you
2: dig it <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah and you count suckers. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome empowering speech. And then uh, he he ends up getting shot and all hell breaks loose. The cops show up, all hell breaks loose. And uh, one of the bad gangs goes like the warriors did it. I did saw they the warriors. I do even say that guy's name.
1: The, the bad the bad guy that was played by the dude that was yeah, from David the Patrick Kelly. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if they ever did. Did they identify the gang that he was with? They uh, were the rogues. Yeah, he was the rogues. rogues. They
0: were the rogues. Yeah, they were the rogues. But I'm not sure when, it ever said on,
2: his name. On the back of his jacket, it said the rogues. So, um, they, then the warriors just have to run. And the movie's kind of like, almost like a chase movie. Because, I mean, it, the, the goal of the movie is the warriors are trying to get from uh, the Bronx the Bronx to Coney
1: Island. Which is yeah. apparently a hundred miles. I'm so, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with New yeah. York, but that, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and uh, so is that and, accurate? I I don't think
3: I mean well. They got to take a
0: few uh, different train stops, and they said uh, there. It's anywhere. always the problem of having to switch over to the trains, and they got to run around, and you know, yeah.
2: And well, he says
3: know, it's between fifty and hundred miles in the beginning when they're in the cemetery.
1: Yeah, and he says even on the trains, it's going to take him like an hour to get there. Yeah, Probably it was like stops. an hour trip back.
2: So I mean, and, and it's just basically it's kind of like, kind of just a, I mean it's 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 somewhat light on story because it's just a, a movie that's just basically like they got to get from point A to point B and the.
1: Uh, it's like an Odyssey.
2: Yeah, it's, it kind of reminds me of the Odyssey because I was actually thinking about that when they encountered like the the female gang. I'm like, this is this is like the sirens, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Luring yeah, yeah. them away, and I mean.
1: Uh, so there's I've, just a bunch of gangs basically standing between them and Coney yeah, Island. they got
0: to go through the turf. They're bopping it. Yeah,
1: he, <laughs> We learned a bunch of new colorful vocabulary. Today. They don't want to get From jazzed. the 70s. Yeah. And, don't and get each jazzed.
2: gang has their own, like... I mean, the reason I got kind of to is is, makes like, this like, is, it's visually a very interesting movie because each gang has their own identifiers. Like, there's, like, a baseball gang that... You know, they're painted up, and there's one gang that's got, like, you know, overalls, and one gang that's a gang of mimes, and and, uh, there's a pimp gang, and I don't know, it's just, it's really, really interesting, and, um, you know. It's almost
1: the thing now when you watch it, you look at these guys, and you're like, it's like. Are they supposed to be intimidating all dressed up like mimes? Riding around in roller skates or whatever they're doing? But, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I get what they were going I
2: mean, like, visually it's a really, really interesting movie. It's kind of a almost like, you know, like a futuristic movie. And I, I always like the, the music in the movie is really cool because, I mean, well, it incorporates itself. It's we... like the DJ's playing something and it incorporates the music as part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of like that.
3: Can we go back real quick to it being? It, it does say that it's a futuristic movie.
2: It does this in the near future, sometime which
3: in is the future, like, which 1981. Is in the year nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> right, no, it's
0: always in the late eighties. It's almost the nineteen nineties. That's when the robots are going to take over. So it's always in the late eighties. <laughs> yeah. So that's when the gangs have completely taken over. The cops can't do anything. The gangs outnumber the cops, and
2: I mean, and this was back when New York was before. Giuliani. Before, before Giuliani cleaned it up, and New York was kind of just like kind of a cesspool. So I mean, like, what? You
0: know. I thought that's what was cool about uh, Cyrus getting murdered at the beginning. Is I mean, isn't that kind of the way? Like, I mean, even in real history, when when Pete when there are certain figures that bring a lot of people together, you know, someone assassinates that person for what reason? You know, it doesn't matter in a way. You know, as long as there's one person bringing other people together. And, you know, and if the gangs took over, you know, that's like their beautiful world of, of anarchy, right? They can do whatever they want. You know, they can have their prostitution and their drugs and their, whatever, running trains on poor girls or whatever they do. Because <laughs> these people are still gangs. That's what is kind of weird about this movie is like even the warriors aren't like necessarily nice people they're a gang yeah, but
1: i noticed those they're like, just
0: your focus
1: i was thinking like you know it's like usually when you think of gangs i mean you think of like you know they're always running drugs and prostitution you know i mean that's their illegal activities right I mean, that's what they make them people but
2: paying for They're they're paying for the the turnstile
1: yeah <laughs> 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 they're
2: paying. they're <laughs> it's like they're paying
3: yeah, they get the tokens. They get nine tokens. Let all the gang members go through the turnstile. Well, when they
0: go in the turnstile, they're on their turf, so they want to make sure the taxes go, you know, to the you know their turf, right? Yeah. Right. That's sure. why they're when they're in another turf, they just hop the hop the turnstiles and <laughs> they're yeah because they don't want them to get the money. Well, the, watching this,
3: relatives. do you guys did you guys get the sense? I got it um, that these. It is. It's a movie, like, 79 Mm -hmm. came out. 79. Do you get the sense that these are, uh, like, dancers in these roles? Probably. The cast is huge. Very. it's, it's, It's a very, you know, even when they jump the turnstiles, that's what made me think of it. It's this very, you know, deliberate, like dance move over you know like over the turnstile like everybody's all kind of like flailing and very yeah
2: but everybody was flashing
1: that that move across the General Lee that was made famous in The Dukes of Hazard so everybody, but, all kids were like yeah, it's hey. kind of like a West Side story almost <laughs> yeah, in a way yeah it's
3: very it's very it makes me think of West Side story even like when they come across the first gang with the shitty bus the the one guy goes up there and like he's you know like hopping over like puddles and stuff and he's almost like doing like you know pirouettes pirouettes and you know like he's he's kicking I can't explain it you know visually I, I think can do it's it, a but. way
0: to get the carefree spirit of these characters you know that's like what I think they're really doing these people are just like because I mean look at like look at it. Well, you know, Clockwork Orange, you know? Mm-hmm. You know in Clockwork yeah. Orange all the droogs, everybody's jumping around. You know, it's like a way to get, like, the whole, like,
2: whoo we are you know, we're a fucking yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, You're right, this, this movie kind of is reminiscent of Clockwork Orange. We'll because they all, they all wear the
1: same, like, it's uniform gangs. So if you're in the gang, then well, you're, you're in a certain, you know, because, I mean, I know there's, like, you know, colors or whatever that movie with the... Uh, sean penn and robert duvall and you know the gangs have like their colors but i mean just to see it taken to like an extreme i can't imagine this is like a, anywhere based in like a reality i think that's how it's the filmmakers the
0: movie, are that's how they're like because all these splatterpunk movies are say it's in the near future so that's the only way they have to ex- they have yeah. to express yeah. that it's the future is yeah. a Look at these people. They're dressing crazy. It's, you know. <laughs> right. That's, like, it. Because other than that, it's like it's a normal subway. There's no, like, technology that's not exist existing yeah. in any sort of you know yeah
3: <laughs> they still got their jam boxes so all it is is
0: like they dress fucking crazy and they paint their faces and you know that's yeah. it that is the future
1: is yeah, you dress
0: yeah. like you feel that's the future yeah
1: <laughs> so cyrus's big plan then he gets everybody together and he basically lays out that there's you know once you total up all the gangs in the city there's like 250,000
2: soldiers 60,000. So we have 60, is it 60,000 total? 000. Or there was 60,000... 000... Yeah, there's there's 20,000 people there.
1: Time's some uh, the math.
2: Another 20,000 that are undeclared. And then another the 20,000 that are affiliates that they can call in. But there's only 20,000 cops in the entire city.
1: Oh, so it's basically like we can run the city, yeah. we can take over the yeah. So the we boroughs. have
2: 60,000 soldiers at our advantage, and the cops only have 20,000, so we can own this entire city, and we don't have to be, you know, because he's like, the boppers are, you know, like, the the pimps are hanging with the a, DC, ACD, the Electric Avenue gang, and the, <laughs> <laughs> the mimes are next to the...
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and nobody's nobody's japping anyone. <laughs> no one's
2: japping anyone. I mean, like, yeah, man. The- they're out
1: hunting for some wool. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, man, the, the lingo in this movie is really, really cool. Like, there's not really, like, an average name for anything. You know, like, oh, they, they encounter a girl and it's like, what, you want us to, t- to get a train on you? <laughs> like, uh, well, no, that's a real thing.
0: That's not a, that's not man, a gang thing. We're going to go out and <laughs>
2: hunt for some wool. What if we can count on some wool out there?
3: Yeah, lay some wool or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you can't be a gang without slang. Yeah, it right, can't true. be the future without slang. Right. True. Very true.
1: You know, uh, the guy who did this, Walter Hill, <clears throat> he did a movie a couple of years later uh, called Streets of Fire. You see that? It's got Michael Perret in it and Diane Lane. And it's like this also, yeah, I think it, that one also is like set in the near future or something, but it's a, a hyper-stylized kind of like cross between like 1950s era because I remember, like, there's a gang that comes in that they all look like, you know, Marlon Brando out of the Wild One or something, and then there's, like, you know, cops and all this stuff, and it's all, like, done on sets, and it's, like, this kind of, like, rock and roll fable, I think it's called. Huh. It's, like, it's really weird, but, I mean, that's him, too, you know, it's still doing that kind of hyper-stylized, gang-driven.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <stuff>.
3: <laughs> it's definitely hyper-stylized, man.
2: And then uh, the I, I guess the director's cut stylizes it even more because the director's cut adds a, a little comic narration at the beginning, explaining telling the the story about the Greeks and you know how they were yeah. Well, numbered. So, tell a little
1: bit about that. Well, like what's it? What's the connection?
2: Uh, it's uh, three
1: hundred. Well, I don't think it was three hundred. Was it? Was it the the battle? Yeah, because it was about like a. a a group of Greek warriors that got trapped behind Persian lines. The lead guy, I mean, that was, there was a Cyrus and there was an Ajax. Ajax is the name of one of the warriors in this, but that comes from the Greek story. So this version, I mean, I'd seen this years ago and it didn't have that on it. So it was like, you know, this version starts off with, you know, the little, like, comic scroll explaining, like, the, the, you know, here's a story from Greece and this story is, you know, just like that. And then it also adds, like, a bunch of, comic book uh, transitions in between scenes where there were just wipes before and now there's like the frame of freeze and become like a uh, illustration and then the camera like pulls back from that kind of like what was done with the hulk movie yeah angley's the hulk it pulls back goes to the next it better. you know <laughs> which is
0: weird you know being able to do it with as an afterthought yeah and still do it pretty like naturally really that's why now i'm like you know i've never seen this without those and it's like, man, I can't even imagine what it would be like without
1: those. So you liked it with it, though. I mean, well, I did.
0: Well, I'm a comic yeah, fan, so yeah. <laughs> I liked it too.
3: And with the wipes, because they would do like, like you were saying, they Colin was saying that they do the Star Wars wipes, but they were, did they go back
1: and re-edit the film, or did they just trim? I think they recut re- the like those, you know, like any bumper shots that were that were wiped together. Yeah, because
0: some of those just like pull out to like a page where you see other scenes throughout it and goes down to stuff. I mean, that's yeah, but crazy, I mean, just like... the ones
1: that would actually just like actually would do like a, what do you call it, diagonal wipe yeah. where it had the white line. The porno wipe. Yeah, that yeah. white line wasn't there before. That like comic book white For line sure. it the used panel. to be just a yeah. So that's just kind of interesting. He, the director, we watched a little. There's like an introduction on the DVD where he says that this was his plan all along. But you know, you know, I don't know if that's retrofitting. You know, it's like kind of like like where did the idea of like doing it as a comic book movie come from? You know, it's like at the well, time. I think, I
2: think he he said my vision was I wanted to express the future, and I really wanted to get across the the Greek warrior like the, that that mythos, mm-hmm. which never was really like. You know, people didn't extrapolate that from the movie that he wanted to show.
3: It was a modern retelling of that. And, uh, if you wanted to do that from the get go, why didn't he? I well, mean,
0: I think just like it'd be like, uh, well, a few episodes ago we watched *Captain Kronos*, and we were talking about how that director made that because you know, Marvel became a huge thing in the '60s, right? So, comic books being like cool again was kind of new for that decade, you know, or new again, right? So, that's why I think, you know, when these directors talk about wanting to be that comic influence, you know, I think that's why they get the idea of having the crazy costumes and the whatever. So, and the paneling at that time probably just would have been hard to do a lot of money on. Well, they did, it would have been all hand animated. And, yeah, but
1: they did it in Creepshow, and that was a year later.
0: Yeah, but how much money? This was a bunch of dudes in vests running after each other, I mean...
1: Well, I they mean, I guess they probably didn't
0: have enough money for it.
1: The only reason that I ask is like I can't imagine that that was like you know I mean he says it's got a comic book sensibility, but at the same time I'm like, does it? I mean, is well, there yeah, like any I precedent so. for like that type of story or that type just of the, thing in comics? Just the
0: way everybody dresses, the gangs, just the the characters themselves, you know, everything's. Yeah. That's how I can see the Marvel Comics influence. I would think
3: it also feels like a video game. 'Cause you have to go from, you know, yeah, that's point what, A to uh, point. I was thinking, uh, You got your checkpoints. They weren't
2: even a it, remi- it reminds me of like uh <laughs> I mean I think I think this movie like almost in my mind it kinda almost inspired like your your monitor your your side scroll it, like it reminds you of like Streets of Rage.
3: Right. Where yeah, you've got okay, you're stuck in the city, you have to get back to Coney Island. A checkpoint's gonna be the subway. Checkpoint's gonna be Union Square, I guess that's another subway. But you know, you have different things, and in each level or each area, each hood that you're in, there's a different gang that you have to fight. Yeah. And then it's like, that's why this story, victory this story next is level
0: is a little lacking.
1: Tom, did you play the the? They made a video game of this movie. I yeah. want to say like you know, I mean, whenever yeah, the, they, the they, came yeah, out, they, they made a
2: video game, they made it a has video like the game original the original actors in the, it. The thing, yeah. When the when the movie directors kind of came out, Let me play it. but no, I haven't. I didn't actually play it. But I wonder uh, if it's just an adaptation
1: of
0: the movie. I yeah, think well, they said yeah, it was, was like a
1: prequel. Isn't it like a prequel leading up to and then events from the movie or something? Nah, I don't know. because Rockstar the, Games, the guys who did uh, Grant the Grand Theft Auto. Because the.
2: When we watched the movie, games. there was a trailer of the video game before the movie, and the the trailer was basically like, "Can you dig it?" You know, like a uh, uh, CGI or you know computer graphics, you know. And, uh, computer
0: graphics in a game? I don't believe it. And
2: uh, <laughs> you know, but, no, yeah,
3: you're yeah. right because we watched that trailer and that then and like, I was like,
2: "Oh, you better fast forward," cause just like, yeah, spoil it at the movie.
3: because I had never seen the movie, but then when that scene came up, like they, it was like the same framing and everything. Like in the movie, like they just took that and made a video game out of it, mm-hmm. like it was yeah. very very similar
2: i have to i mean I talked to people who said that's a pretty good video game,
1: well, I mean, even the I fact that, that there's a video game made of a movie, I mean, the video game is like oh what oh five oh eight something like that, and the movie's from seventy nine I mean clearly, this is one of those like cult favorites that you know has they made it, yeah.
2: they made it again. there's an Xbox Live arcade version of the Warriors, so it just keeps out. going it's like mm. scarface, yeah, it's been embraced
1: it's like by- the goonies. It transcends time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: did they have they done Goonies again? They know.
0: did Goonies one and two, the video games. I know that. Yeah, well, Back and now, they've always talked yeah. about the mo- second movie. That's always been circling around. Always, yeah, like, really? it will never stop. You know.
3: Mm. Well, that's sure interesting because
1: Tom said the tagline: "The Goonies will never stop." <laughs> they
3: Goonies never will forever. Well, that one chick, she's on Raising Hope now. Who? Uh, the girl from the Goonies, like the yeah, other girl, name. not like she the... was like the
0: hot chick's friend. Yeah, she falls asleep in Goonies. The mm. blonde, she's yeah. I forget her name. She basically looks the same. I mean, she looks a little bit older. Yeah, she... seriously, she looks really good.
3: For... Yeah, yeah, she hasn't aged. I mean, she has aged very well. Mm. Um, Tom, you were talking during the movie, and this was a point that I wanted to make during the podcast, and you brought it up early, which is fine. But um, you said that this movie uh it's a product of its time like you don't think a remake would really work
2: uh, yeah i don't think a remake i don't i don't think you could remake this movie and do it justice right. i th- i think you would probably mess it up i, I
3: based because of the
2: just the, the look of new york and i mean cuz it was like that, that time i mean it's just like you know it's like it's that time of new york it's like it's basically escape from new york new york you know i mean it's just that mm-hmm. kind of grungy New York where it's just the Fort dirt. Apache the Bronx New
1: York right you know I mean and the
2: adventures
3: in babysitting New York <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go yeah there. it's just
2: this dirty you know I mean dirty city and it's I mean they probably try and make it more of a love story or you know probably you know they probably do drugs and stuff like that
3: I'm just I'm really surprised that this based on it's because it is such a you know it's the idea behind it is, is really a high octane idea I'm surprised that somebody even like Joel Silver hasn't taken this idea and been, or you know brought it back to present day you know do something just remake with everything that they remake I'm shocked I think it that could the Warriors, work yeah, I do I, I, I really you have to change it around. I mean, you're not going to have these white dancers being the gangs, but you know, you, step you up's can,
0: all huge. Yeah,
1: Warriors you d move it to a different. Uh, you can move it to a different city too. Anywhere in the what? world, I suppose. If you're gonna, probably be California. Well, you know the cool thing about it is you know being that it's you know like a New York set uh, movie. I mean, it's one of those movies that actually does kind of it gives you the the character of the city as you're watching it. I mean, it really does feel like a real place, even though it's you know. there's... Kind of fantastic All you see is
0: subways and, uh, like, roads. You
1: don't see see the Statue of Liberty. You're not (laughs) seeing Manhattan. I mean, it's all, like... You're barely even
0: seeing storefronts. Yeah. It's really just, like, streets underneath railroad tracks or subway stations, which is smart. Yeah. I'm sure it didn't cost much to make. (laughs)
3: Yeah, and some... Was that dude from the... What was it? The Rifts? Yeah, so the the Gramercy riffs are like that's Cyrus's gang. That's Cyrus's gang, and they were in like a parking garage, something. Or that dude, he was getting awkward updates about just that way that was shot. Like there's this bright ass light behind him. Dude's got these aviator mirror sunglasses oh, on, yeah. and like somebody will come. In. It's it's cool the way it's shot, but it's very awkward. Like some guy comes into the frame and he's silhouetted, so he's like in it's darkness it's just his profile
0: yeah that's that comic book influence Oh, no,
1: just in the in that's the yeah framing it,
3: that's right. what it is Fra- yeah, yeah
0: framing color you know but they that, just you know they're kind of limited even with their knowledge of how to do it right yeah it's
3: it's like it's i don't know if it's overdubbed or what but, uh, it is but it's <sighs> like he comes in like sir uh this gang just uh uh they they couldn't stop them and then, you know, like, it goes to the guy who's looking forward. They got wasted. Forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, just, it's just odd, so you know.
2: It's, it. And then it's cool because then it goes to, like, you know, it always, it always does. Like, it does it three or four times in the movie where it goes to the radio station and it shows the buttons awesome. really close. You only see and her fucking lips. It shows her lips.
1: This is the DJ, the yeah. overnight DJ. That right? you can only and,
0: imagine uh, the riffs have under, and, like. Uh,
2: she, it's just her talking on the mic. And she's just using really vague terminology. She's just like, "Listen out there, boppers. you know we got a we got a hit out on." No, she <laughs> and, don't talk that. Like, no, she's yeah, like not
1: that. Out. It was like you be, know, here for that group, the Warriors. You know, we got here. We're gonna, or we're gonna play like hit for you, or
2: something like that. It's like yeah. getting the code out we're to everybody listening. We're gonna play a song out there for you, Warriors. We're looking out for you. Yeah, and then it's like. And then Nowhere they play to "Nowhere to Run." Yeah, it's like a montage. Yeah. This movie uses a lot of montage. Well, I think that's kinda, opens with the montage.
3: That's what uh, early on. I think they have two montages within like ten minutes, which kind of uh, is plagues it in the beginning. It's it's too <laughs> like you were saying, Travis. That if that song was the original recording with yeah. the original artist, "Nowhere to Run," yeah, it would be that's awesome. Right
0: at the moment, I cannot
1: recall. Yeah, but I, but. The fact that everything else in this... I mean, the score was electronic. The All the other songs yeah, It was all were the futuristic. Kinda, yeah, well, it's that 80s, you know, like, electronica or whatever. Yeah. And so I guess they remade the song. But I also character. think
0: it's cheaper to do your own recording or find, like, a cheaper recording than to get, like, oh, the famous version? Yeah. You know, from Sony or whoever. <laughs> no. It's like, no, let's just have a new edition, uh... <laughs> Nowhere to run to, baby. But, like, (laughs) all
3: all the montage is doing is going back through and we're seeing the gang that we just saw them all getting on the subway like ten minutes earlier, and now we get to see them all, you know, like, getting ready to go get the warriors. And that's another thing. Okay. The, like, mob mentality, when somebody assassinates a leader or somebody in power, they attack that person. Like, we've seen it in history, you know, like... Ruby, they, you know, he shoots and everybody jumps on him. But in this movie, uh, the dude, you know, he shoots Cyrus and then, like, everyone freaks out and he just puts the gun away, turns around and one guy sees him do it. One guy.
2: The cops come right 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 when the shot, because the cops were waiting. Because the cops showed up and they're basically like, waiting for an excuse to bust these people. And so when... A shot got fired and someone got killed. That's murder, and that gives the cops a reason to bust everyone in there. So that's why the like the lights come on and like like the cockroaches they just all scatter. Like right when the shot happens, they scatter. So they didn't really have a chance to really, you know.
3: And actually, thinking about that Jack Ruby reference, I don't think that's right because that, he got away with it, right?
1: Uh, well, it was it was Os- Lee Harvey Oswald. That's well, like, that's yeah. Then, he, oh, shot, no, yeah he, he shot. He shot Lee Harvey. Oswald, and then everybody's swarmed in on him.
0: Like, if I made a remake, that would be my extra story to this movie, is I would have made it where one of the warriors actually did shoot, and he was in coercion with the bad guy, or whatever, that that's way. What I almost
1: got I almost that. I mean, like, in the setup. In the very beginning, because yeah. the, the guy is inching his way closer yeah.
0: towards Cyrus, right? Yeah, I right? thought that's
1: what was going to happen, and then it was kind of like, you no, know, it was just him getting in position away from his group, which seems weird, so he could see uh, the... David Patrick Kelly character shoots Cyrus, but then that doesn't pay off because no. that was that was another thing I thought was weird. We recognize the actor actually who played uh, the the warrior witness who witnesses the killing was the guy uh, he played Windows in uh, the John Carpenter's The Thing. He, you would think he'd be the guy who goes to the cops later because there is a character who goes to the cops and is like I saw who actually or no he goes, no, he to, goes to the riffs, riffs. he yeah. goes to the riffs and says I saw who actually did it. It seems like it would make more sense if it was that. Yeah, and they the just Warriors kill that and character, and they off. kill him off. So there's a story there, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. It kind of <laughs>
0: went to, uh, you know, it went to that girl when they're passing through one of the territories uh, of a gang called the Orphans. That's like really if They're not. They're non-affiliates. They're kind of just too small. Even though they got like a gang of whatever thirty or so more people, they're still too small by the whole like New York. Heads of the family, or whatever the fuck you want to call them, and they're my favorite gang, by the way. Oh, they're just dirty, scrubby <laughs> guys.
3: <laughs> they think that they're something, but they didn't even get called to this meeting. You know, they're yeah, like, they're
2: like, how do we did not know? You know, yes, like, they get, like they throw a hall cocktail. They just oh god, fire. That part was a little like <laughs> yeah, well,
0: but then they're like they meet this chick that just starts giving them a hard time, which I thought was funny, you know, because that's what I think chicks do. Really, it doesn't wear bra. You know, they're uh, well, it's the seventies. Why would they? Like I said, they fought for that. <laughs> they fought for that right, goddammit.
1: And we appreciate
0: it. I do appreciate it. I couldn't even look at her face. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> so... So I like that, how, like, the orphan got They're like, okay, whatever, we'll just let you walk through as long as you mean peace and whatever. Then the chick's just like, what? You're just gonna let him walk through? You know, you ain't gonna even... Oh, you guys You know, the chick's just, like, kind of, like, dogging her... Uh, her or whatever. I don't, that's what the weird. They didn't even really get a relationship between them. I would have rather had been one of the
1: orphan whores or whatever. because yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, is she a prostitute? Because they kept on talking to her like she was, you know.
3: She had to have been because she was talking about, you know, uh, Friday nights are good, Saturday nights are better. But yeah. I think
1: she's just a loose woman. I don't think she's an
0: actual prostitute. Yeah, where so... I think if we were really talking about gangs, she would have been a real prostitute, yeah. like a real like one of their ladies or whatever.
3: Yeah.
1: And by happenstance, she ends up tagging along with the warriors. Which the is so weird.
0: It.
3: Because
1: yeah. it's almost like she was bait for when the orphans
0: attacked. And then, like, they make this crazy, what you would think is a joke, but probably isn't, about running a train on her. And then, later, when they escape from the orphans, just by throwing a. Uh, Molotov cocktail. cocktail at a yeah, car, at a car that's like just totally way next to it. I mean, that, I thought like maybe if the car was kind of in between them, they could have no, seen it was
1: gonna. I guess because
2: it's the eighties, oh, it's 80s, the so movie so it's the it. car. Yeah, they they blow up. They're always soaking <laughs> gasoline. The entire <laughs> car is already pre-soaked. They had to have safety, like, so like it's okay, okay you get away because we're gonna throw up too We're gonna blow one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. But then
2: when
0: they get away, so then they're on the train. and Then, yeah, for some reason the chick just, like, sticks with them. Like, they're protecting her or something like that. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. They were, like, gonna, they were threatening to, like, rape her. And, like, well, then they kind of, like, took her for insurance that they can get away from the orphans. But then, like, somehow she got, like, uh, Stockholm Syndrome and started, like, let's get away together, you know. It's yeah. like, what? How did this happen? That's, like, another non-story point to this. And but they're...
3: I, well, I'm sorry. I, I think that she she wasn't going anywhere with uh, uh, orphans, obviously. So yeah. when the Warriors come to town, she sees this more powerful gang, and that's her chance maybe to get out, you know? Well, she's still that's, being the gang whore. Well, she's still a gang whore. I think she is. <laughs> but, with a more powerful gang whore. Or but gang. I do
0: kind of like that, because I like how this is an unconventional love story, which I always, like, rail against love stories and movies I want to see. But I thought this was a nice unconventional one where you know, the dude doesn't even give her respect. And, uh... And she's, like, throwing herself at him. Oh, my gosh! She's like, come on! Come on! And he's like, nah, you ain't right. Right here in the subway. He was, like, the The only warrior that had, like, a good moral code. You know, it's almost like this guy, like, goes to, like, gangland meetings and then goes to church the next morning. Because he's just like... You know, and I just like yeah. that. Yeah, guy's
2: going faggot on me. He's like,
0: That was the other guy. That, that was the other guy. <laughs> that was
1: Dexter's dad. And, like, that's, like, just seeing him, James Remar, as the actor, but seeing him as a young man, it was he's, like, He's Whoa. probably the best actor in the whole movie. Oh, yeah, he was intense. He was good. He was, yeah.
0: like, he's probably, like, a worse actor now than he was back then. He's just
1: not giving enough to do, I don't think, you know. Yeah, no, yeah no. I guess so.
0: Well, even in The Phantom, though, because that's the first time I really got to know this guy was The Phantom. And even in that, I'm like, ah... Or maybe his overdub is lazy or something like that. Maybe mm. his overdub just doesn't have the same excitement as his performance in the movie. So it just... There's something awkward about that guy's performance. Yeah. And
3: his his character is the one that actually goes through with the attempted rape out of any
0: of them, yeah, and he just got arrested and went away. Like, yeah. yeah, they had a weird way of like getting rid of characters, just like whoop. Of well, course, you can't they? kill hey, everybody. Worry, like, but wouldn't <laughs> that have been arrested. more exciting, though? Yeah,
1: I think yeah, probably. It
0: would have been more exciting. Yeah. You would have got a little bit more payoff from some gang fights or but something. But that was like that. kind of
1: like his character. I guess you know, it served the purpose of. I mean, because I think overall, I guess one of the themes I was taking out of the movie was that it was the uh, the the hero ascending, right? You know, kind of like. 'Cause the Warriors go to the meeting with nine uh, you know, nine guys. Yeah, and their leader. the leader is with them and he gets taken out when, you know, the crowd descends and says, oh, the, the Warriors did it, they go for the leader. So then it's like, okay, who in this group, you know, is gonna show the strength to become like the new leader of the tribe? You ain't wall the, chief or whatever. Yeah, and it becomes like the that was cool, the pissing it? match between uh what's his name? Swan, Swan's Swan. the leader and Ajax, the James or Mark oh, character. Ajax. So they're always like, you know, it's like which one of those guys so cuz he says like you, you know leader. yeah I'm I'm perfectly able to lead the the game I'm smart too but then the thing that trips him up is like that's that's why he can't lead the gang, right? It's because oh, yeah. he he's gets, arrogant and he's apparently daft, you know, to the point where like there's a woman sitting on a bench. Yeah. We have to get home, but I'm gonna go over here and see if I can make out with her. I want some she handcuffs him to the bench and he calls just, the cops. I'm
3: gonna get some exercise, if you know yeah, what some I mean. Exercise? Wait,
1: you guys going fagging at me? Yeah,
3: that's funny. <laughs> there was a lot of fag talk,
1: all from that one dude. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> like, call everybody a wimp too. Yeah, They're, everybody he's well, a wimp What well, yeah. we doing? Whips.
2: whips. going on. These guys are faggots on These guys are whips. We can take them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the guy who protests
0: to. But much. I did like him too. You know, I kind of thought he could have been. Like I said, they could have actually created a story in the Warriors. Yeah. group that like could have driven something a little bit more. And
3: early on, that's what I thought, Like exactly what Colin was saying, that's what I thought they were going to do, and they just didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, they, they just didn't do it. They had that dynamic, you know, that power struggle could have gone throughout the whole film, but they just dropped it.
1: Well, I'm I'm forgetting now, was there some point, <clears throat> and see, this is bad that I'm forgetting it, I guess, it, it wasn't clear, was there some point before Ajax's ejection from the story that Swan proved himself as, like, a capable... You know, leader of the... Like, he saved them from something. I can orphan
0: The orphans getting away from the orphan, lighting the Molotov cocktail. He, like, stripped the piece of dress off the off the orphan. Why
1: did they split up? Remind me. Why the, uh, the group well, cause, all split uh, up? Because dude
0: went to... The two guys went to go back and check on Ajax. No, but before the, that... The what?
2: ambush at the Union Station. The cop ambush at Union Station. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Think,
0: okay. When the chick all of a sudden, like... Well, but was that at Union
1: Station? Because they still. Where they were waiting forever for the train to show up that would take them back to Coney Island.
3: Right, yeah, that's what I assumed. But I thought they still went to Union Station because they met those chicks well, there. Yeah, I mean, the they,
2: they, Yeah, they, they did go back. To, cause, you know, oh, they went back, was, later. Was, Like the, I like
0: all chick gangs. That's very Frank the, Miller. The,
2: even the radio said, and the, because the guy from the Rogue said, you know, there's a trap at Union Station. So, like, the train stopped at Union Station, and there's, like, an awkward pause. They get off the train, and then just tons of cops, so they have to split up. One of them dies.
3: Gets um, tossed on the tracks.
0: Win, the Windows guy dies. that saw the dude that that killed yeah. Cyrus.
2: Windows yeah. dies on the tracks, and then um, it's like three, four of them go one way, and three of them go another <laughs> way.
3: And still, I mean, they're kind of still, I mean, they go with the girls, right? No oh, they, they come back girls. they come back
2: yeah cuz they
0: literally find girls in the station hanging out and they're like oh right this is what i'm looking for yeah,
1: yeah. at the time <laughs> i was thinking like what are they they're not aware that this is like an obvious trap but at that point they didn't know the warriors don't know that they've been you know, announced on everywhere that they are the ones who killed, uh, that they've been framed for killing Cyrus. So they don't know what that Yeah, been. they
0: just don't know. Yeah, they so only think they that really somebody went. killed Cyrus and the cops broke it up. So cop, they only think cops are after him. That's it. Cops are putting away gang members like flapjacks
2: yeah, yeah, or whatever. They, 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 <laughs> they believe that the truce, because they're like. Yeah, or is the They believe the truce up? is broken because there's like you know because cyrus is dead like, right yeah. they still technically like they killed the new president yeah you know, you're still technically encroaching on other people's territory as you're making your they're way tough. right so you know if you're caught on somebody's territory that's a sign of hostile intent but probably like you unless know, you like, take your colors off you know like a union station might be like neutral territory like the subways themselves are mm. neutral.
3: the subways yeah are are where everybody is it's cool man Let's just get to the subway. <laughs> and then he's like, man, we ain't home yet. <laughs> and what's
0: crazy is because then pretty much they get home then. <laughs> well, you know, it's right. like really – it's they like, get to the train.
3: Finally, it's yeah. Weird, you know. They, they keep going back to the subway and that train does eventually get them home. Which I love like, that uh,
0: scene because that shows like – that shows the moment where the dude kind of accepts the chick, Right when they're sitting around all beat up
1: oh yeah it was going yeah.
0: and like the chicks all you know they're whatever they're all dirty and and beat up cuz they were well, running around inside you know in the subway and
1: and and well that was right after the big fight they get cornered by uh, somebody in the the up
2: by the punks. The, the punks and the overall yeah, punks, and
1: they have a fight. That's yeah. the big fight in the bathroom. And then after that, they're all beat up, and they get on the subway train. Yeah, and there's
0: those the two couples that are coming from some formal or going to a formal. You'd imagine or whatever. You know, they're all dressed up nice, and they're sitting across from the main character and the and the chick. And like the chick is kind of like you know because you get the idea. You know, this dude is already the 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 warrior, like, chief guy has has already kind of berated her for, like, for, like, being a whore and, you know, not living right and all this jazz, and... And, uh, so she's kind of, like, looking at these girls in their dresses or whatever, and kind of, like, looking at her, how dirty her feet are or whatever. She tries to, like, fix her hair, but then the warrior guy, like, puts her fucking hand down because it's just like, you know, fuck you, you know, we don't gotta be... You know, it's like they live in a different reality than these people. These people... They go to work and they play by the rules and they do what only society tells them to do, while well, warriors and this gang horror or whatever, you know, they're just living life the way they decide to live it and and whatever, even if it means living a rougher lifestyle and looking a little uglier, uglier and being a little dirtier, you know. Yeah, I just love that scene where he puts her yeah. his hand. I mean, that, to me, that's the best scene of the whole movie. Well, I agree. Yeah.
1: I thought there were. I no, I'm. I'm skipping out here. You know, I can't remember what they were, but it seemed like there were little pauses in between the action where they did that with like a number of the characters where they actually had like these little, you know, like, you know, something to humanize them, you know, where I think that was probably the best example. I mean, that's the best one, you know, especially cause it kind of did something for, you know, her, her character and the guy, you know, Swan.
0: Yeah. It did something that was kind of missing yeah. before where it was just like, we're going to rape you and then she likes to be with him. And then she's like, do me. And he's like, ah, you're not a church girl. You know, it's kind of like, how are these people going to like each other? You know, I don't see it. And then it's like, oh, we're both of this, like, yeah. we're both on the from the wrong side of the tracks. So. And then
3: even when he gives her the, uh, what do yeah, you call it? The, the corsage. The corsage. Those all, yeah. And, all right, yeah. It or,
0: falls off of the girl.
3: Yeah. And he's like, I, I hate to waste anything. I don't want to see anything go to waste. So he gives it to her. But really, you know, I mean, it's. It's, it's not,
1: like, a, <laughs> a great, like, uh a well, it's like symbol a, of love. It's, but it's a, right. silent, it's, it's a
0: silent romantic thing. It's like a John Wayne love scene, you know? It's like, I don't have to... Uh, that's where I think character weighs over exposition, you know? Where it's just like, as a character, I'm not going to say anything fucking stupid and cheesy at this moment. I'm just going to say something that's just kind of like, yeah, you know, you know, wait, whatever, I don't like the way... Whatever. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. not going to be like, look, you it's just
3: it's a it. it's a gesture of love or whatever, yeah. and it it happens also in Con Air when he when no. uh, I'm sorry, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to. It's gonna uh,
0: be like a Con Air like gong bell, like <laughs>
3: it, it happens friend. when when Nick Cage gives his daughter that he's never met the dirty bloody teddy bear or bunny. I'm sorry, it's the bunny, you know, like that's just like that gesture. That's you know, it's sharing. It's basically him giving his love to you know his daughter, expressing his feelings, and that's what he does with the corsage at the end of the Warriors. Yeah,
1: because I guess it would be against his character if he actually you know did any kind of overt romantic. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah would, he's
0: a cool thug guy, or whatever. You know, he's the heart of business with the heart of gold. I do like that the movie ended in like a daylight scene yeah they fight
1: through the night and they actually do make it back to Coney Island yeah
0: but I could have used the beach scene like more at like dawn or more of a blue or something
1: maybe yeah
0: it would have been nice
1: yeah
2: I do like I mean when they get back to Coney Island it's like their home and it's like you know what What? What? do what we, we this is what we made it back for you know it's like
1: well they're looking at that point not he's nothing. looking back at like yeah. the actual like buildings you know not, not necessarily the yeah. beach and the sun it's like yeah, these no. dirty buildings
2: I mean, then there's, then, like, there's an awesome scene, and it shows up with a rogues show up, and they're, like, hiding, and, uh, what's his, what's his name?
1: It's David Patrick Kelly. David Patrick Kelly. I'm not Kelly. sure what the character's name was. He
2: just, he, he takes, like... The rogues leader, let's he, call him that. He, yeah. The rogues leader takes, like, three beer bottles, and he's, like, clapping them together, and it's just making this, like, a song. ...echoing song it's just like he's like woo you guys come out to play he just keeps like repeating it over and over there's like this loud clack you know
1: I've always thought that actor was, like, I mean, he's very intense. I mean, he's intense, oh, yeah. like, you know, uh, are you going to pay for that, sir? For what? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that stuff at the end. But, I mean, he's oh, been yeah, in, he's awesome. uh, he was in, you know, The Crow. We were saying he's the guy who does the, <laughs> what is the line? T-Bird, he plays T-Bird,
0: and he does the. There's no coming back, man. There ain't no back. coming back, right?
1: <laughs> we killed you, man. There ain't no, this is the really real world. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah. That, I he's thought was, just... like, In the crow, that was the thing I thought was missing from that movie until he did it. The fact that like these guys are dealing with a dead man, and like nobody seems to think that that's like, well, I'll just take you down again. I'm like, it's a dead guy standing in front of you. He's the only one that like I believe that that guy was freaked out by that. But he was also
0: like he he reads from the Bible and stuff at the beginning, right? Jesus wept and all that. So Uh, in the character, it's kind of you know,
2: was it Paradise Lost? No, it's a, a poem that. Was it a poem? Uh, I thought he read from the Bible. No, it's a poem that, like, uh, Eric wrote to Uh, Was it? Yeah, because he's, like, he's reading, like, the journal. Oh. And he's, like, beneath the, you know. Yeah, it's a poem.
1: Yeah. That guy was also in, I don't know if you remember this, but if you do, it's, like, the best scene in the movie. He was in Commando. No? (laughs) Where Arnold Schwarzenegger holds him upside down by his (laughs) feet and, uh. Hey, Sonny, you remember what I told you I wouldn't kill you? Yeah, yeah, he did Matrix. I lied. He drops him it, by his down-a-canyon wall. Oh, remember? No. <laughs> yeah, he plays a
2: good villain. Yeah. A good
1: villain. Uh, he was also in 48 Hours, which really? was directed by Walter Hill. Who directed The Warriors? You know, oh, that was a thing. a bunch
2: of people. Like, I was looking at, like, the cast list, and when you, like, look through, like... Most of the cast was in 48 hours. Like, the girl was in 48 hours. Like, there's a ton of people that just keep showing up 48 hours.
1: Was the lead guy, uh, what's his, name? his name's like Michael Peck or something like that, right? I don't know if I've ever seen him. I, I can't, I mean, he looks like a, he could be a movie star, but I can't remember, like, ever having seen him in anything else. I, yeah,
3: I, off the, the top of my swan. head. Perhaps Captain Google might know.
1: Yeah. The guy who, um, the guy who uh, played or not the guy who played but the the leader of the Gramercy Riffs with the aviator sunglasses he like I'm like did John Carpenter rip that look off for the Duke of New York and escape from New York I mean he kind of yeah, had that yeah, same kind of pretty cool that guy yeah. was pretty intense yeah bald fellow with giant glasses Are and how think? the
3: hell did they all show up on the beach like it was awesome they like a, up here. They're, they're the, ninjas, dude. The Rift just shows up on the beach when the rogues and the warriors are, like, beefing it out, you know? And then, bam, they're there. Like, 100 strong, too. I mean, like, a lot of guys show up on well, the they
2: beach. They're the largest gang.
3: But, uh, well, I mean, I don't think they're all there, but, like, a lot of them show up on the beach.
2: What's Would weird you is, like, that? You know, Would you notice that? What's weird is... Like you know, like it's like the Warriors are like you know we're one of the bigger gangs, and yet apparently there's only like nine members. Yeah. Well, actually, where that's are a good they? Point. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, well, maybe they, they get,
0: just couldn't get the word out.
2: But when you get back yeah. to Coney Island, your turf
3: shouldn't
0: your gang be there?
3: Well, it's like six in the morning. Yeah, or it's something. like probably
0: not. It's probably even earlier than that. I bet.
3: Yeah. I mean, the sun just came up. They're getting off this They're all this gangsters. They're they probably
0: just got to sleep an hour ago. <laughs> they, they
3: don't even get to their houses or, you know, where their turf is. I mean, they're still on the beach. Yeah, I know it's, Yeah, they get... Well, they have
2: to lead them the to the beach for the fight. Warriors right. they listen get to, to the radio and know that there's trouble. No,
0: because they're running around all night.
2: They no, the, know
1: the, the Warriors at Coney Island. They oh. They know that something was up. Maybe yeah, that maybe. they don't listen to that station. A, I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: maybe they don't. They're <laughs> like that's a riff station.
3: <laughs> don't we don't listen
1: to riff stations. But then
3: by the end, there's only what like six. six, six
1: yeah. five, I think there's a whole posse. Right. They own, they own Coney Island. That's I, don't, the I don't thing.
2: think there's
3: I think there's more, but I I just don't. Th- I agree with Travis. They couldn't get the word out. They got off, and I don't think that the Warriors were up all night. The other ones were up listening to the radio. Nobody told the other warriors that this shit was going down. And they're an hour away. They don't even get that station. You know, for What's all the, we know, they're 100 miles away. It would have
0: been a nice, like, you know, the same way the rifts showed up. It would have been nice if the warriors showed up.
1: Yeah, maybe if the warriors showed up in place of the That rifts.
3: actually would have been a better ending. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And put down the robes
3: Because the rifts, the rifts take everybody by their word. Like They're like, who shot him? The warriors? Okay, go get them. Oh, Wait. Who you're a witness? You saw this dude do it. Okay, go get him. You know, like that. <laughs> there's no evidence other than there's a witness that's it's telling the law
2: them. of the gang. Law I, of the gang
3: for people that steal and rape and pillage. You know,
1: they they take people by their word. Hmm. It's commendable. You know, you mentioned uh, Joel Silver. You said you said Joel Silver, why isn't he like remade this or whatever? It was kind of funny because uh, Joel Silver's become, since the Warriors, he's become like a giant, you know, super producer in Hollywood. He made his name, like, in the 80s, doing like, you know, the Lethal Weapons and the Diehards and the Predators and, I mean, like, pretty much everything that, you know, had his name attached to it. All the way up into the Matrix. Matrix Yeah. yeah. Uh, But he was an associate producer on this. Um, It was kind of funny, because Walter Hill, I know, at the time that uh, this was made, I think they were also, like, casting for Uh, Alien. And that's what I saw there for Michael Peck, the uh, actor. I guess he was in a movie with Sigourney Weaver. And while they were trying to cast somebody for Alien, because Walter Hill produced it, they saw Michael Peck in this movie with Sigourney Sigourney Weaver and cast him for The Warriors. So it's just kind of like this really weird, like, you know, interconnected web of like all these movies that i you know you love over time it's like just seeing how they all like wow. oh, that's how these people got to the you know be in this in this position
3: yeah it's kind of like you go back and connect the dots and mm-hmm. you see the big picture it's cool
1: all right well are there any uh, further uh you got anything else on the warriors warriors
2: i think we just wrap it up wrap ups rapid, rapid, that would be it
1: starting with travis
0: Okay, The Warriors. I came out to play, and I think you should,
1: too. (laughs) That should be on the poster. So wait, wait, what's your experience with this movie prior to tonight?
0: Nothing. I've always heard about it. I've always heard about how it's, like, comic-inspired of, uh... I don't know if I heard about this movie before the the comic book panel re-editing or or what, but everybody knows the Warriors come out to play. Everybody, even if you've never heard of this movie, I guarantee people like know that, right? Just wherever, even if it's, it's like, hey, I, I watch a show where people say that, you know. <laughs> people always somehow reference the Warriors come out to play. If anything, that's probably why it, it's like remained around as long as it has. It just has a, a very memorable scene where these where this crazy guy taunts the warriors with his Coke bottles or whatever, you know? And, uh, I think it's a fun movie. I like it because you don't get into a lot of different characters. There's a lot, you know, like I said, there's nine characters, and you don't really dive into them. I like how the beginning, you were saying the beginning starts with two montages, but I, I like that beginning montage because It's a montage of them getting on the train, but then it backflashes to each of them individually with just something on their mind about going to this meeting, right? You know, so you kind of get, like, a peppering of the people or a peppering of of what they think about what's going on. And I I don't know, I just like that. I like how they don't... It's it's one of those movies you watch and experience and not something where everything everybody says just explains the story and explains... You know, everybody doesn't talk about their deep inner feelings about every moment so you get to actually just kind of go on a ride with these people uh, I think throughout the podcast we kind of did talk about where we thought the story fell short just because I think we're once again we're talking about this like experimental filmmaking that started with like Easy Rider and all these you know we're talking about these these films that it's like just do something different you know try to go against the story norms try to go against like you know any sort of you know I guess just whatever I guess I said in story norms but it's, but I think you know they they probably could have done a little bit better but hey whatever you know they, they did what they did uh, I'm sure it was you know action packed for back in the day uh, I've always liked splatter punk movies I like the idea of people dressing up really crazily and having themes and themes for your gang it's almost like you they probably think of more about what they look like than what their actual <laughs> activities are or whatever like no we have to vote on a new costume you know a new t-shirt new face paint you know but new that's cool to me yeah. you know that's why i think you know the original comic book intent was not necessarily the paneling transitions but just the fact that you now everybody's gonna be dressed all colorful and crazy and and you know these these guy. I mean, most of the warriors didn't even wear shirts, right? They wore vests. That's it. They all wore vests. Nobody wore a shirt.
1: They had a lot of like Indian jewelry. <laughs> a lot of injury. Indian yeah, jewelry. The black guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, black guy. And there's that one Egyptian guy or whatever. He looked kind of Egyptian. Yeah, probably. Right? He yeah. did. He looked yeah. Egyptian. But I like. I like, just like it. I like the silent. I like the silent hero guys. Uh, I like the gang feud. Uh, between everybody, not everybody, but, uh, uh, what's his actor? the, uh...
1: James Remar yeah. and, and Michael Peck, or Swan and Ajax. Yeah,
0: Swan and Ajax, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, there's some, I... Like, how much I would go back and watch this movie, I'm not sure... You know, I think once you get it, you kind of get it, and you're stuck with the character images. I think that's what stays with you. You know, just like a comic book, you know, you put it down and the images stay with you more so than the content, really. And uh I almost would like to see a remake, you know, because you could add a lot of stuff to the story. You could add a lot, because really, yeah, all it is is like, we got to get back to Coney Island. <laughs> and that's what they do, you know, they get back to Coney Island. You know, they have some tussles here and there, but, yeah, it's like a chase. But they're kind of limited in where they can chase. You know, they're really sticking around. You know, the movie's got, like, a lot of potential. It's one of those movies where you see the diamond, like, oh, my God, yeah, you know, this could be something, like, fantastic. You know, it's not necessarily, but it could be, you know. And I think the acting's all very good. Uh, so, I mean, I would recommend it if you just want a fun movie. You know, if you're not too serious about your movies. Uh... Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, that's... I recommend
1: it. Uh, I actually, I remember I saw... This is Colin. I saw The Warriors. My first experience was with this movie was uh, way back in the day when television stations used to show their uh, movies on film. And we had a channel here in town that had a movie, like, I don't know, it started at, like, midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning or whatever. And I want to say this is like in the advent of the, you know, this is sometime when we had a VCR and I recorded the Warriors and I was watching it, you know, the next day and they like didn't bleep out any of the swearing. <laughs> like somebody got the wrong print or something. I was like, whoa! You know, like right off the bat, somebody's, uh, you know, letting out a dropping an F-bomb or something. So, uh, I mean, it's been a number of years. I've seen it since then, at least once or twice. And seeing it again tonight was kind of like, you know, I mean, it's been, some time has passed and. It was kind of fun to watch it again. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, you're saying about, uh, Travis was saying about remake, remaking it. I think, you know, that they maybe attacked some of that, that stuff that we're talking about, like we wish that this was in it or whatever, in the video game. I think, like, that was pretty much the Warrior, you know, the remake of the mm-hmm. Warrior, you know, that was updating it for 2005 or whatever. Um, it's just amazing, you know, to me. Well, maybe not amazing, maybe it's earned. That this movie has, like, I want to say Scarface, you know, another, what it seems like that's another, like, gangster movie of the, different type of gangster, but gang movie of that time, or crime drama, whatever you want to call it, is still one of those things that has carried through and become, like, a cult item, even now, today, like, everybody still seems to reference it, you still see, you know, you go to a shop somewhere, and they've got, like, pictures of either the Warriors or Scarface or something all over the place, and I'm like, really, these things have that... You know, kind of staying power. That says something to, you know, how uh, how good it was when it came out. Yeah, it's the design, I think, that really sells this movie. The design of, you know, it's all these colorful gangs. Uh, it's a movie that's driven by, you know, a very uh, simple storyline. And all we got to do is, like, have all these, like, kind of cool set pieces to get the warriors from one point on the map to the next. And they run into trouble, and this happens. It is like the Odyssey-type uh, uh, adventure, You know, or like a guy's adventure, you know, night out, you know, kind of thing. Um, um, I did like the, you know, the themes in there of the, uh, like I said before of, you know, it was like, you had to separate that one guy from the group and say like, you know, this is the guy who's actually destined to lead, you know, the warriors. That was kind of cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, overall, I'm going to say that I, I would recommend it definitely. I mean, even now, it played better than I remember it playing for me before when I was younger. I, I enjoyed it a lot more this time around. Uh, the comic book adaptation or er, er, not adaptation, but additions uh, didn't really bother me. I guess sometimes I'm apprehensive of when they've gone back and fucked with something that I liked in the past. I, I you know specifically, well, I mean, the obvious ones are the Star Wars movies, but like yeah. Apocalypse Now. Is one of those where like I love Apocalypse now the original movie and Francis Ford Coppola went and and actually cut the original negative so there is no other version that exists now I mean he re-edited the negative to have all the new material in it so apocalypse now if you if he was gonna strike a new print is gonna be the new version oh okay yeah and it's, it's just kinda that's just kind of crazy you know dude you know because you've changed, significantly changed the content of that movie, and the tone and the intent of that movie, and you know, I don't like the new version as much as I like the old right. one, so when I heard that they'd done this to the Warriors, I'm like, uh, I don't know, man so, you know, I was looking it up before we watched it tonight, I'm like, okay, how what, what are we talking about here, and they're like, you know, it's a, a minute difference, so they could add these uh, you know, comic book panel transitions and it fits the, the movie looking at it now, because you know, because of the colorful gangs, you know, it it does kind of suit the whole comic book uh, approach. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would give this a recommendation. I mean, you got to go see it. It's the you know, it's a cool. I know. Uh, also, when I was looking up, apparently, there was another movie about gangs that came out the same year called The Wanderers, and I've never heard of this movie. But The Warriors was racing to uh, to get to the theaters before that one came out. And I know that, uh, you know, there was some controversy around this movie. Um, it was based actually on a novel that was written in, like, the 60s. Which, you know, so, I mean, that tells you something about what was going on. In, you know, I mean, the overall story, I guess, you know, uh, about New York in the 60s. And then uh, and then they made the film out of it. And I remember uh, even maybe at the time hearing that there were some uh, violent incidents in the theaters where it would play because... You know, obviously gangs were attracted to see the movie, and then they'd show up, see rival gangs, and I think there was like three shootings at different theaters across the United States, and they had to, uh, Paramount Pictures had to pull all the marketing from the, the radio and television and stuff like that that you do in those situations, and you know I think they ended up coming up with a poster that just had the logo on it, you know, but uh, <laughs> which
0: I love the logo design, the credit designs, yeah, it looks like spray, it's a spray paint.
1: paint, yeah, oh, that's awesome, yeah. Yeah, and awesome. I mean, just that's the other thing, too. Just watching the cr- opening credits, there's like everybody on that. You know, I mean, uh, what was it Andrew Laszlo, the cinematographer? He's gone on to do great stuff. Frank Marshall, the producer, he's gone on to do great stuff. I mean, like, that's a roster of like, you know, people who became, you know, um, the uh, 80s greats. Yeah, <laughs> great uh, filmmakers in Hollywood. Although the actors, I didn't see like a whole lot of, you know, there was a couple. I mean, everybody's very naturalistic uh you know uh because i think it's like they have these unknowns playing all these parts i mean aside from the three or four that we recognize dancers <laughs> we'll have to confirm that i don't know but it maybe could very yeah. much well be yeah and it feels like you know because it takes place it's ad- the the added effect of actually taking place in new york i think is really nice uh yeah, I would say uh, The Warriors, thumbs up, check it out. We
0: don't copy, you know, copyright, Roger Ebert. Uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, go,
1: I'd go three stars out of four then, how about that?
3: Yeah, um, I think, uh, I had never seen this movie either, and going into it tonight, before we started the film, I was, I would make comments, you know, referencing Outsiders, or, uh, West Side Story, well, that came in later, but. Like, I had, I really didn't know what I was getting into, and, you know, it's something that the Warriors, you should have seen this by my age, but I, for some reason I haven't. Travis, you're in the same boat. Yeah. Um, no but excuse. I, watching it tonight, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, you have, you know, I, I think we've been talking a lot about a remake, and the more and more I think about it, I don't know. I mean, like, this movie for its time, like, Tom was saying, you know, it's a product of its time. I think that it's more effective you know, in the comment that it's making on its society you know. Now, I I don't think that you could get away with remaking this movie and having it be about the same thing. I think you could remake this movie and have it be like a big action movie which would be cool and I think um, but I think they've done that uh you know, obviously not directly remaking the Warriors,
0: but That'd be like Judgment Night or something.
3: Yeah, or even Sixteen Blocks. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. You know, I mean it's it's a point A to point B uh, movie with all all the hurdles in the world are coming down on you. So all you have to do is get to this one destination, but you can't do it. You know, and this one happens to take place overnight. Even I don't know. In a well, no, I'm not even going to go a there. World. Um, even okay, adventures and babysitting. <laughs> I, I had brought it up earlier, but even that kind of fits the mold. I mean, it's it's we're talking about you know uh, a struggle. You you have to. I don't know why I'm talking about adventures and babysitting in my wrap up, but you're you're dealing with. You have to get. You have to make it to your goal, you know, and 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 the way is going to be. Gangs, and I think even in Adventures of Babysitting, they're on a subway with a gang, and <laughs> somebody gets it right in the foot. But anyhow, that's that's. I think that that's uh, the influences that the Warrior has had over the years on, on Hollywood. Um, but w- watching the film, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that I mean, given how much fun it is, given such a serious situation, because you're dealing with. You know, uh, uh, Christ, how many gangs are at this meeting in the beginning? Like there's there's a lot. I mean, they they fill this amphitheater somewhere, and, uh, yeah, I mean, thousands. Mm-hmm. What do they? Did they say 20,000? I, yeah. I said 20,000. 20,000 people there, which is crazy. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, I mean, right away you get the death of this guy, the leader, and... The movie's off and running. It's a lot. It's 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 a fun film. Um, if you grew up in the '80s, it's close enough to. I think it came out in '79, but it's close enough to that where you you get the nostalgia, you get the film look from the '80s. Yeah, because the
0: light. Yeah, the lighting is definitely like '80. I like a lot of natural lighting, not a lot of like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they water down the streets. That's pretty. <laughs> '80s. <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: Hose down those streets. Hose
0: down those streets. We're making movies.
3: And something that I wrote down that I have to talk about, I wrote on my hand, for God's sakes. I was wondering um, what that was. The, uh, the, the slow motion in this movie is really cool, and I haven't seen it since uh, The Town That Dreaded Sundown used quite in the same way, where you almost you have these scenes of action where they they just, I mean, it's the beauty shots, it's the glamour shots of like an action, like a guy getting... Uh, pushed into a stall, like bust through the bathroom stall, like this wooden stall, you know, he gets punched through it or kicked through it, and he flies through in slow motion and lands on the the toilet, and like all this wood splinters apart, and then the guy, you know, the warrior that punched him through stops and like lands and looks at the camera, not at the camera, but you know, looks in the direction like it's his pose, like it's his hero shot, and it's really cool that they use that, because you don't see that, I mean, in especially nowadays nowadays you don't see them take the time, you know, to to stop this high action scene to have like this moment of slow motion. Because Except it is, for it's for Zack Snyder, who's Zach, the exact
0: opposite of that problem. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Good point.
3: <laughs> um, but like I like that and I, I saw that a lot in the town that dreaded sundown too. And I, I see, you know, like Colin was saying, like you see with the uh people that are were part of making this movie, like you see where how like their chain of command has come up you know through the ranks and stuff and what they're doing. you see that lineage well, you also see how the Warriors has influenced films since and how it has been influenced by films. I'm sure the town that dreaded Sundown was before this mm-hmm. it was sixties probably.
1: It was in the 70s, but... It was in the
3: 70s, and okay. yeah. this was 79, yeah. Yeah,
1: but I think that, that style of filmmaking, I mean, that comes from westerns. Yeah. You know, it's like all the brawls kind of look like western brawls, you know, like all the slow motion, I think that comes from, like, old John Wayne movies and stuff like that, and I know Walter Hill is, like, a huge western, Okay, you know, yeah. like fan.
3: And I think, well, then, I mean, I mean, maybe that's why it works, you know, because the story clearly isn't, like... It's not, like, a, a, a great story. It's just you're dealing with, with a point A to point B movie. And it's really cool, like, the way this movie starts, it opens up on the Coney Island Ferris wheel, and that's kind of where they end it, you know? I mean, you have that bookend of Coney Island, so right away you're familiar with the territory. And like Travis was saying earlier, in the film, when you're watching it, they don't really show you a lot of landscape. You see wet streets, and that's about it, or subways, but then, at the beginning and the end of the film, you see like these wider shots of Coney Island, and you see the buildings, you see the ocean, you know all of that stuff comes into it like that's because that's what you're gonna remember them getting home through the New York City streets doesn't matter as much, you know I mean that's not what you have to take away from the film. you have to take away that they're they're trying to get back to their home. Back to their their Coney Island. Either you know,
0: that, or maybe he wanted to make a feeling of uh of uh, a what's, what's the word uh, claustrophobia? You know, yeah, the sure. The way they'd be feeling trying right. to get through the you know, trying to keep their heads down. You know, creating this tight space. That, that way too. they get yeah. the Coney Islands all open and it's their that that it's daytime so you can see you know the sky and.
3: It's a panicked kind of run through the city, trying to get back to a certain point.
0: Yeah, showing yourself in the tubes.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, watching it, I was thinking, man, like, everybody needs to see this movie, you know, at least once. Just check it out, because it's it's really good. It's really, it's a lot of, and for a lot of serious subjects, it's a fun, fun movie. And I think they're dancers.
0: They could be. I'm just going to say it. Because they didn't talk, so that'd be cheap. Right, right. Cheaper, yeah. Right. We need physical people.
3: Physical, yeah. West Side Story people.
2: Uh, you know, I mean, I I wanted to show this movie because I uh, I actually like bought it on a whim because I saw like a I saw like I I didn't know anything about this movie, and then I saw like the advertisement for like the director's edition of Warriors, and um, I'm like, man, this movie kind of looks cool. And I just went out and bought it day one. And, and watched it and and I, I really liked it i mean it's uh it's a it's it's a fun movie it's kind of, it's definitely a cult classic and um you know i mean it's it's a cult classic for it, its its style and its look and prob- possibly i mean like everybody's heard of the two lines of warriors come out and play and can you dig it?
1: You know I also I mean? like the... I'll, I'm going to shove this bat so far up your ass, I'm going to turn you into a Popsicle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it, it's got some cool lines. Um, and uh, I, I really... You know, I really... I really like the way it incorporates music in, into everything that it does, you know, where, like, it's got the opening montage, which which has a song, and then... Uh, you know, Nowhere to Run, even though it's a, a remake, um, but, I mean, that's a song that's actually used, I mean, she's playing that song on the radio, and they can hear it, so it's it's in the movie, and... What uses. was the song that was written for this movie? Uh, the song that was written for this movie is In the City, which is a, probably, I mean, I've we've all heard that song outside of this movie.
1: Joe Walsh. In the city, yeah. Joe Walsh. Turn on the
0: radio for five seconds. You'll hear
2: it. Yeah. In the city. So I mean, that Sing was. It. Sing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was written for this movie, and they specifically played it at the credits. I mean, um, you know, to kind of basically say that you know it's 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 a chase movie. I think it's a you know the nighttime terrors. It's a point A to point B movie. It's has got a. You know, I mean, it's, it's story is kind of simplistic on a whole. It's probably like it's got a lot of essence of like you know, Greek uh, you know, kind of reminds you of like the Odyssey, almost in a way, or you know, I mean, it's just like a classic telling of like, of probably that, that it's probably just a retelling of that story that they re- referenced in the beginning, you know or it's just a you know, a group of people trying to survive through the night yeah. and get from point A to point B. And yeah. when daybreak comes, then it's like you're safe.
3: Is sorry is is that kind of like also like a slasher flick? You know, I mean, you just have to survive the night, and then the morning comes, and that's like that. You know, the night structure. Is
1: darkest always before the day. I don't know. It's that whole thing you emerge from darkness into light. I think is you know that's a that's the. The trial, the essence of, like, a, the trial by fire or whatever. It's like you have to go through all this, but in the end, there's paradise. I mean, they live on a beach by the ocean <laughs> with the sun shining, you yeah, know? Right. They have to, like, go through the underworld to come out. And America. I like how
0: even the the comic book scroll at the beginning, when it's talking about the Greeks, how they were 100 miles from the, from, from, uh... Whatever, for, for from from safety and a hundred miles from the sea, you know, so it kind of brings them back to Coney Island to this back to the sea, you know. That's
2: pretty, true,
3: yeah. I thought it was pretty
2: fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's definitely a cult classic movie that that you need to check out. Um, I think uh, a lot of uh, probably a lot of like the. Side-scrolling beat-em-ups definitely <laughs> drew their inspiration from the Warriors. I mean, kind of reminds me a lot of, like, Streets of Rage or, like, Double Dragon. You know? Yeah. It's these, like, weird gangs and weird bosses. and. Wait, did you buy this movie because there was
1: a video game at that point? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Okay. No, I never played the video game. Wait, <laughs> mean, I knew that there was a video game, but I never played it. Which is because, like I you know, I bought bought the movie because it looked cool. Watched it, and we went this movie's awesome. But never bought it never got around to buying the video game. Well then you have to play oh. it
1: and tell us if all of our questions are answered. That's a bit <laughs> you know,
3: yeah. That's strange for especially for you, you know.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I have played a little bit of the science one, XBLA one, but I mean it's, that one's like super final fight ish. Yeah. Like it's literally just a side scrolling em up. <laughs> I think the I think the Playstation one was a three D three D beat 'em up. So, uh, you know. Um, yeah, I mean definitely check this movie out. This is a cult classic. You need to you need to watch it. I mean probably maybe not own it, but uh you gotta check it out. You you have to check it out. It's a cult classic.
1: Alright. Well, uh, next week I get to pick the movie I'm going to pick. You ready for this? Ready for this? We're going to go a year into the future from what? the Warriors. Warriors of 1979. We're going to go to 1980 with a grindhouse classic called Shogun Assassin. Whoa. Yes. Boom. So get your chop sake ready for next week with your lightning swords of death. And uh, until then, you can get a hold of us because we want to hear from you. If you have any comments about tonight's podcast, we're at Saturday Night Freak Show dot Yahoo.com. You can also get us on Stitcher Radio, Podbay FM, TuneIn, and what's the other one that I left out? Stitch- and iTunes. iTunes. need iTunes. Uh, you can find all of our past episodes on our website, which is Saturday Night Freak where the hits just keep coming. And also follow along with us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. We're at at Sat Freak Show on Twitter and uh, Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show, where we'll post stuff about the Warriors, maybe screenshots from the video game, maybe stuff that we learn after this podcast, right there on Facebook. So check it out. And until next time, amigos, Warriors
2: come out and play.